The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I was a rav of a yeshuv in Eretz Yisrael. He was loved, is loved, slow around, is loved by the whole yeshuv. Very, very big yeshuv, very popular yeshuv. He was loved by the whole yeshuv. He had a son who was also a big Talmud from a very, very young age, very special boy. He was in top yeshivas. The whole yeshuv loved this kid, and they loved his father. The yeshuv, as happens sometimes, had a little bit of a problem with teenagers that weren't staying on the up and up, that weren't doing what they were raised to do, let's say. And they would cause this type of trouble and this type of trouble. They broke into the shul and stole some alcohol. They did this. They made parties. They... Kids. But they were known around the yeshuv as the rabble-rousers. As the, the difficult ones. This rabbi, though, on his way home from shul every night, every Friday night, would take the long way home. It would take the long way because it would go through a park. And that's where these kids would hang out. The Chol Shabbos and all these things. And he would walk up to them. And they would immediately you know, put their cigarettes away. And put their. And this I heard after the first time I said this story. Someone told me that the reason he would walk through, even though he knew that they were being Chol Shabbos, this is, this is caring beyond uh, anything we can explain. The reason why he would walk through is because they would hide their cigarettes. Because they would, they would put their phones away there. Now they don't, they don't, according to a lot of shitas, they don't have a din of Machal Shabbos now. They don't have a din of Machal Shabbos because it's not nigla. They don't have a din of Machal Shabbos, so if they touch wine, if they wear it, it's still, it's still okay, according to a lot of people. He, he was being, he was, he was pottering a lot of the yeshuv from benefiting from a Chal Shabbos. It's an unbelievable idea, but okay. So he walks by them. And he would always say to them, do you boys want to eat? Do you want to come over? Do you want to... And they would always say no, but they would schmooze with the rabbi for a few minutes to tell him some jokes. And he'd go home. Every single week. Him and his son. Sure enough, tragedy struck. Rabbi's son one time was on his way home for Shabbos. He got into a horrible car accident. And he, he passed. The whole yeshiva was strict. They were beside themselves. The whole yeshiva sat shiva. And the rav was a very prominent rav. And big, big people from all over Eretz Yisrael. Rabbanim, Gedolim, politicians came to me, Menachem Avel, the father. <coughs> and the entire time he kept his composure. As was characteristic of him. He kept himself together. And he spoke about the learning of his son and the beauties of his midas. Finally, about the third, fourth night of Shiva, the door opens, and all of these boys, the troublemakers, walk in. And everyone's giving dirty looks. What are they doing here? What are they It's disrespectful. They're all dressed like that. They all stink of cigarettes. They all, what are they doing? And they walk up to the Rav. They say, Rabbi, we want, we want to tell you something. We decided. 
this Shabbos, B'schut your son, we're going to keep Shabbos this week. And that was the breaking point. The Rav broke down, crying uncontrollably. He hugged them, he kissed them, he told them how much it means to him. He celebrated it, he told everybody to come, and he was telling them what the boys said. And the boys left. One of the members of the shul come over to the rabbi and he says to him, Rabbi, I, I don't understand, I'm sorry. I can also almost guarantee you this is the guy who was probably on the phone with the rabbi two to three to four times a week saying, what are we going to do about these kids? What are we going to do about these kids? He goes, I don't understand. I'm, I'm lost over here. These gedolim show up. These Russian yeshivas show up. And they say that they're having the whole yeshiva finish shas for your son. And you're unmoved. They say they're going to learn his masech. The son came and said that he's going to print some of the chedushe taira of your son. And give it out in yeshivas. You're unmoved. These kids walk in. They're going to keep one Shabbos. And you know as well as I do, they probably won't even do that. But if they do do that, they're breaking the next one. You know as well as I do, they're going to break the next one. What are you so moved about? So the rough smiles. And he puts a very pitying hand on this man's shoulder. He looks him in the eyes and he says to him, I hope... I pray you never understand why that affected me. I hope and pray you never understand it. But until you can feel what it's like, Khalila, to lose a child, you have no idea what it's like to hear what those boys said. So he said, Rabbi, I don't get it. Explain it. He said, you have any idea? what I would do one more minute with my son if any idea what I would do to spend one more minute with my son but he's gone and he's not coming back and I can't but you know what I would give I'd give everything so he said okay so he said these boys are gone they're gone and they told me that they're going to go back to their father for one more Shabbos. Do you have any idea what that's going to mean to the Rabbi Do you have any idea what that means to a father that lost his sons? You have no idea. You can't possibly understand it. And if it's one Shabbos, what I would give for one minute, let alone one Shabbos, Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.